0: Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. We're going to get into the word here in just a moment. I want to talk about Christ, our deliverer. Christ has many ministries that God called him to fulfill, but a huge ministry is his power to deliver we're going to talk about that this morning so one of the great ministries of jesus is to proclaim deliverance to those who are held captive and i'll tell you what god is a great deliverer and christ is a great deliverer we're going to talk about it this morning let's pray father in heaven we love you so much thank you lord god for being with us today we thank you lord god for your presence in this place as we've worshiped you lord god you have graced us with your presence, and Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore, so Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place today. Now, as we look into your word, God, I just pray right now, we would take heed according to your word, God, that we would feed on your word of God, that we'd be changed by the word of God from the inside out, and we prayed in the mighty name of Jesus, and all of God's people said, "Amen." amen, amen, amen. Take your Bibles and just say, this is my Bible, the living and powerful, proven word of God, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, God's holy word on which I stand, and having done all, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Whatever the word of God says I am, whatever the word of God says I have, whatever the word of God says I can do, say with me, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. You may be seated. You sound like a bunch of believers. Hallelujah. There's a set of notes that I provided for you today that are provided for you today right here on campus and also online. You can also access our notes online. It'll give you a good framework to the message that we're sharing today and uh, also you'll be able to go back to it and refer back to it uh, after you leave today as well. Hallelujah. But I'm just so glad to see all of you out here today. Just God bless each one of you. It's just a wonderful thing to see all of you and just all coming back to campus now. I'm just my I was just uh, leaning over to Barbara. Barbara's leaning over to me and said, we're going to have to add seats here pretty quickly. The church is filling up again, and that's a good thing. Hallelujah. One of the great ministries of Jesus is to proclaim deliverance to those who are held captive. And whatever situation or circumstance that you find yourself in today, Christ has the power to deliver you. I want you to know that. In fact, Jesus said this, and he was quoting Isaiah, who wrote this hundreds of years before. But Jesus, when he came to this earth, he quoted Isaiah, but he was talking about himself. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And I want to just stop there right now just by just prompting the Holy Spirit Jesus says he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. But I want to just say this. Just as God anointed Jesus, God has anointed each one of you. You each have an anointing to minister the gospel in some way. Can I get a witness here this morning? In other words, it's not just phoning in another day or living another day, coming to church or checking a box. It's what we do with that day and what God does through us. God wants you to live and walk in an anointing that He has for you. I just want to just encourage you that here this morning to just walk in God's anointing over your life. In fact, he said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. I want you to say it with me this morning: deliverance to the captives. Say it real loud: deliverance to the captives and the recovery of sight to those who are blind, to set at liberty those who are bruised. So, so when you're set free, you're set at liberty. And Jesus also said this, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Whomever the Son sets free is free indeed. So when we're talking about a deliverer, and that's the... Um, That's kind of where I want you to be aiming this morning. That's the operative word, if you will, today, is Christ our deliverer. We're talking about deliverance this morning. So a deliverer is one who rescues or saves from danger. How many of you glad that Jesus rescued you and he saved you, amen, from the clutches of the enemy? So Christ is our deliverer. Say it with me this morning, Christ is our deliverer, and deliverance is part of being in Christ. So what do we need deliverance from? We need deliverance from fear. We need deliverance from uncertainty. We need deliverance from anxiety, all kinds of things. We need deliverance from demons, from drugs, from alcohol, from addiction, from depression, from despair, from despondency, from disease. We need deliverance from all that. We need deliverance from death, hell, and the grave. But let me give you some good news this morning. That one's already been covered because of Jesus. You've been delivered from death, hell, and the grave. Give the Lord a great hand clap for that. Amen? (laughs) But we also need deliverance. And I was just writing this down because there's this cloud of care that's been over all of our lives for a long time right now, and it gets to be very wearing. I was talking about what are the things that we need deliverance from, and one of the things that we need is just to be delivered from the cares of life, the cares of this world. Even as we sit here this morning right now, Afghanistan is in a big mess. They took over Kabul this morning. The president has left the country, so we've got that to look forward to now in the news. Um, that'll be big in the news in the next several weeks. What's going to be taking place around Afghanistan and all of the individuals that are just living under such great fear. Sometimes if you think that your life is tough, you need to take a look at what's going on in other parts of of the world. Um, And it'll give you perspective. Also in Haiti, Haiti just had another earthquake, 7.2 on the Richter scale. Um, I've been to Haiti three times. I was just there 10 years ago after the first uh, earthquake. Fortunately, right now, there's hundreds and hundreds of people. When I say fortunately, the, the, the count is around 300 or more, and they'll find more. But uh, when the earthquake hit Port-au-Prince, Haiti, 10 years ago, there was around 300,000 people that perished in that earthquake. The whole city was just, uh, just crumbled. Um, and we have that going on in Haiti right now. And then we also, in addition to these world events that are taking place, and by the way, years ago you didn't get the news right away. The news came to you. Sometimes it never did get to you or it got to you way late. We live in an environment right now where on all of the networks, news is coming in real time from all different parts of the world, and it can get many times too much to even bear. So we have all of these things going on in the world, the uncertainty and the fears that that brings, but then we also have this matter of trying to navigate a pandemic. And if you haven't noticed, the pandemic isn't quite over. Have you noticed? It comes up, it's like the devil, is like, it's like Lay's potato chips, you know? The minute you got rid of them, he makes more. You know what I'm saying? In other words, the minute we get all these layers of, of problems of rid of them, then it seems like the enemy comes in and just it does more. But I want to just say this, that in this world that we're living in right now, God is still our deliverer. And even though we might come to a storm, he'll bring us through a storm and he'll deliver us. In fact, if you go from Genesis to Revelation, God's pattern for his people is to deliver them from the hand of the enemy. And he does it all the way, he does it over and over again. You can start out with Moses the deliverer, God our deliverer, Christ our deliverer, but I'm talking about there is a pattern. God's pattern for his people is to deliver them from the hand of the enemy. You'll find it all through the Bible. Story after story. So here I am today going like, which story would I even share? There's so many. In fact, if I was on a series right now, we'd have to go for several months just to talk about all of the stories of deliverance that are in the Bible. How many know that what I'm saying is true, right? So many different stories. You can go back to Joseph, you can go to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you can go to Daniel, you can go to all these different things and see the hand of God in deliverance. But one of my favorite stories in the New Testament is when God delivered Peter from prison and from death. And this is a great story found in Acts chapter 12. And if you'll take your Bibles and turn to the book of Acts, Acts, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, all right, in your New Testament. And you could call this book, the theologians say, we call it the Acts, uh, uh, the Acts of the Apostles, but it could have just as well been named the Acts of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament church. Because how many of the Holy Spirit is moving today? Amen? Amen. So this is this great story about Peter... The Apostle Peter, who who was delivered from prison, are you ready to track with me on this today? Are you ready? Okay, it uh, starts with Acts chapter 12, verse 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some in the church. You have this wicked King Herod who's coming and bringing persecution to the new church. Why? Because the Jews at this time hated the Gentiles or hated the people with the new faith and, 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 and they were bringing harassment against them. And I'll tell you how they, the harassment was bad. Second verse, it says this, then he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. So he killed James, the brother of John with the sword. How many of you know this is serious right now, right? Turn to your neighbor and say this is serious. Sometimes it's not playing runs. Herod's persecution coming against the church. And because it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread or Passover. So now he kills James by the sword. He sees how much of that, you know, pleased the Jews. And he says, we're going to do that again to Peter. And so they bring Peter out now, but it's the days of of of, of uh, Passover. So they said, we're going to press the pause button during Passover. So he had Peter arrested and he put him in prison. Look at verse 4. He delivered him to four squads of four soldiers, or 16 all together, to keep him intending to bring him out before the people after Passover. They said, we'll wait until after Passover and then we're going to kill Peter as well. But we're going to, in, in, in the meantime, we're going to guard him and we're going to have him not guarded just by one or two soldiers, but by 16 soldiers. How many you know that that's maximum impact right there? Solitary confinement being guarded by 16 soldiers, and we're keeping him in prison. So Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Hallelujah, everyone. Now here's what I want you to hear this morning. When a church begins to pray, deliverance will begin to come. Let me say that again. When a church begins to pray, deliverance will begin to come. Never underestimate the power of a praying church. And it starts out with you because you are the church, but I'm talking about individually and collectively. When we begin to pray, God has power to deliver his people. And the church began to pray. Say with me right now, the church began to pray. Hey, everybody, I mean, many times we get to be so, you know, it's like it gets to be a culture sometimes where I don't believe the church is over-challenged. I believe that the church is under-challenged. And let me just say here this morning, be a person of the Word of God, engage with the Word of God, but be a person of prayer, walking in that anointing. You pray, others will pray, and I'm talking about individually and collectively be a church that prays, because that's when the power of God comes to deliver all right, y'all with me here this morning? Number six, uh, verse six right now, and when Herod was about to bring him out, bring him out to kill him, he, right when he was about bring it, to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping them in prison. Now, Peter was in the middle of a mess, but he still had the peace of God. Let me tell you this this morning, everybody. You might be going through one of the worst times in your life. You might be stressed stressed out and stretched out, but I'm telling you right now that God, by his Holy Spirit, if you'll pray about everything, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Ask God what you need. Tell him you're thankful for everything that he's done. But then the peace of God that passes all understanding will rule your hearts. In the middle of your mess, you can still sleep at night. Isn't that a good thing? I can still sleep at night. And he was sleeping even though he was down for the count. And in the morning, he was going to be slayed. He was going to be killed. But now watch. Look at verse 7. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. Say it with me. This is in the middle of this prison right now. Peter's in prison. Solitary confinement, if you will, guarded by 16 soldiers. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood him. And it says, now behold. Say it with me this morning. Now behold. Man, I want to tell you something here, everybody. In your midnight hour, in your time of need, God will bring a now behold on the scene of your life. In other words, but God, I'm talking about God comes in, but it's a now behold moment. And it was at the midnight hour. In fact, he already knows he's down for the count. He's going to be killed in the morning, just like James was. But God sent an angel and says, Now behold the angel of the Lord. By the way, I'm not preaching a message this morning on angels, but they're real. They're real and they exist. And let me prove it this morning. How many of you have ever you know, been driving from destination A to destination B, and it might have been hundreds of miles, and then all of a sudden you got there and you realized, man, I'll tell you what, a couple of times during that trip, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't have made it. How in the world did I miss that truck that was sitting by the side of the road? How in the world did we clear that one accident? How in the world did I make it safely, as tired as I was? When I was driving, it must have been an angel of God. Let me ask some believers in this room this morning, how many said, man, I think there's been times in my life when there's been angelic activity in my life, right? Hallelujah. And if you didn't have an angel saved, when at least you married an angel, can I I get a a witness here this morning, amen? That wasn't even in my notes, but I think it was from the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Now behold, an angel stood by him. Watch this, he struck Peter on the side, he raised him up and he said, you know, Peter's in a sound sleep right now. And he says, arise quickly. And immediately his chains fell off of his hands. Here's what I want you to hear this morning, church family you listening. The same God who delivered Peter from his chains will deliver you from your chains. I want to just say that again this morning. The same God that delivered Peter from his chains will deliver you from your chains. A lot of you say, well, this." story is 2,000 years old, but I want to tell you this, it might be a 2,000 year old story, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's power is as real today as it was back in New Testament times. Amen. Then the angel said to him, gird yourself, and he's, you know, say, gird yourself and tie on your sandals, put on your Nikes, man, or your Adidas right there, put them on, tie them up, and so he did, and he's kind of in a soup stupor, and he says, now put on your garment and follow me. I mean, he was in such a sleep, you've got to get yourself together, Peter. I mean, this is the deliverance thing. Here's the thing happening right now, and you're sleeping, put on your shoes. And he's, okay, I'll do that, and, put, and, then, and, and then put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed the angel and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but he thought he was seeing a vision. He thought, you know, you know this is a dream. You know, I don't know what's going on here. I just feel like I'm seeing, a, 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 you know, a vision by the way, thank God, I mean, it was a real thing. Have you ever had a dream that was so real that you were, I mean, you thought you were living that, I mean, it was so real you thought, man, if this dream is real, I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> you know, I mean, have you ever woke up from a dream like you go, oh, thank you, Lord God. I'm not going to prison for the rest of my life. Thank you, Lord God. Whew. He didn't know whether he was in the real thing or if he was in a dream. He thought he was seeing a vision, but the angel was, ta- you know, angels weren't showing up that. It was kind of new, new with him. And uh, I need a little water if I can. Um, when, they, when they passed the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gates. Thank you. They came to the iron gates that leads to the city, and the iron gate opened to them on its own accord, and they went out. One went out at down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him because the angel's assignment was over, all right? I'm going to take a sip of water here. Good water, Tisani water. All right. So they walked past the first and second guard posts. Remember, they've got 16 um, soldiers guarding them right now. They went through the, the posts and came to the iron gate that leads to the city But then when they got to the iron gate, it opened to them of its own accord. Hallelujah. They didn't have to push on the iron gate. They didn't have to press on it. They didn't have to pry on it. It opened of its own accord, and it was God that opened up that gate. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Lots of you right now, this iron gate represents Being bound in your life, it represents the need to be delivered, but it's what's keeping you from freedom is that iron gate. And so many times you will try to press against the gate, you'll try to push the gate, you'll do it all in your own effort. That's okay, but you won't get through it. I'll tell you what, when God's with you, God will swing the iron gate open and you'll walk forward to freedom. Can I get a witness here right now? Hallelujah. And let me just prove it this way. I've had so many people in life. They said, man, I'll tell you what. I had an addiction problem. I had a gambling problem. I had an alcohol problem. I tried to fight it myself. I know of one lady, by the way. uh, She was a school teacher, highly educated school teacher, and was in our church when I pastored in Michigan. Honestly, she got tied up with gambling and she ended up spending all of her money, everything that she had. She eventually lost her car. She eventually lost her house. She eventually lost everything that she had because of gambling. And, and she could not rid herself of it. And she came to church. And I'll tell you what, at an altar of the Lord, God altered her life. And she had God delivered her from that Gambling habit, and she got her life back, got her house back, and got her car back, got her life back as a teacher. But give the Lord a great hand clap if if you're thankful that he can deliver you from whatever you might be going through. By the way, we've got right now a new casino being built right here across the street. Brand new casino. Oh, my goodness. Just what we need in Elk Grove, a casino. And, uh, you know, when I came here 20 years ago, they said, Pastor Perry, oh, it's so exciting right now. You came just at the right time. Elk Grove is developing. We're going to have a mall across the street. Just in three years, it's going to be built. That was 20 years ago. And so the mall did get halfway built, and then the economy tanked back in 2008, and then that thing, you know, went to, uh, you know, they took it out. Are you you tracking with me? It's right across the street here, the illustration I'm talking about. And it always, you know, they, they put in Delta Shores, that nice shopping center over there, Delta Shores, they can do that in four years, but we can't do a mall right now in 20 years, but we can put in a casino. Go figure. And and I'm not, like, messing with the mayor or anything like that. I'm I'm not standing up here for that reason. I'm just saying, uh, folks, don't get involved in gambling because it can really put a hook inside of you. And by the way, you'll drive to that casino in your $40,000 Lexus, but you might have to drive home in a $200,000 Greyhound bus. (laughs) Hearing what I'm saying. Because the house always wins. The house eventually wins. That's how they get your money and keep it. And, and, and so, but let me just say this. If you ever do win the lottery, I expect you to tithe on it. <laughs> Can I get, That's only fair, right? If you win a million dollars, I want you to come to church on the next Sunday with $100,000. That was a weak amen. You're never going to win. Okay. Where am I at right now? <laughs> what verse was I at? Peter came to himself. He was delivered from the hand of Herod. Okay. Um, uh, and they, they came out. Okay. Here's what I want you to see this morning. The same God who opened the iron gate that stood between Peter and his freedom is the same God that will open up the iron gate that stands between you and your freedom. That iron gate represents being imprisoned. God wants to set you free. The same God that opened up that prison gate for Peter will open up that prison gate for you. And if you receive that, give the Lord a great hand clap. Will you do that right now? It will. Hallelujah. Okay. Now. When Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain, you think? Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. In other words, I was down for the count. I was going to be dead for sure. But God has delivered me from all of that. And I want you to say the word again right there, delivered. Say it with me. He has delivered me. Man, I'll tell you what, there's nothing like being delivered in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you were in debt, everybody, and somebody said, hey, I just feel like paying off all of your credit card debt, all of your school debt, and by the way, I'm also going to pay off all your house debt too. I'm going to pay you down to zero. You'd be delivered from debt. How many of you know that make you shout? Can I get a witness, amen? You'd say, God has delivered me. So now I know that he's delivered me from this death." hear this this morning, the same God who delivered Peter from death is the same God who will deliver you from death as well. The Jewish people wanted him dead, God delivered him, God will deliver you as well. So look at verse 12, so when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, and they were all gathered together praying. So they were having a church house kind of a situation. They were praying for Peter to be released, right? Remember, the church was praying for him to be released, right? How many know that prayer changes everything? And as Peter, he gets delivered. Now, this has all happened while they were praying. Peter is being delivered. And look at verse 13. As Peter knocked at the door of the gate of this house, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. And I love Rhoda. A girl named Rhoda. Rhoda, by the way, was the best friend of Mary Tyler Moore from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. You don't know anything about that. By the way, if you do know what I just shared, it means that uh, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it means that you're really young and you are blessed. Can I get a witness to say amen? So there's a girl named Rhoda. She comes to answer the door. And when she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she didn't even open up the gate, but she ran back to the people that were praying and announced that Peter had stood before the gate. Rhoda comes up. He's there. She forgets to open the door. I just think that's hilarious. And then she runs back and tells the people who are praying, Peter's right outside. He's outside the gate. But they said to her, you know, these are the people of great faith. You're beside yourself. Yet she insisted that it was so. And they said, well, it's not Peter at all. It's just his angel." How many know that that was great faith? How many know that we do the same thing? We pray, and then when God answers, we're surprised that He answered, but we prayed. Thank God that God knows who we are, and He understands our frame, and He maybe He gets a kick out of that too. It's because it's pretty big stuff when you got a miracle like this. But he said it's His angel. Now Peter continues knocking out there, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Oh my goodness, there he is! It's Peter. But motioning them with his hand, he said, be be quiet. We can't make too much of a stir here. This is going to cause too much neighborhood noise right here. And he he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, go tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. But they said, man, we prayed for Peter to be delivered. And here he is standing before us, exhibit A. Thank God. And, man, they had a rejoicing meeting right, right there. Then, look at verse 18. As soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. They go like, what happened to Peter? The soldiers, 16 of them, didn't have an explanation for how he got out. And look at verse 19. When Herod had searched for him and not found him, he examined the guards and he commanded that they should be put to death. If a guard... Uh, lost a prisoner, he was put to death. And it sent a message to all of the other guards that this is not the thing that we want to do. This means that he put 16 guards to death over the loss of Peter. I'm talking about a very serious situation, but here's what I want you to see. Against all of those odds, I'm talking about 16 guards being put into solitary confinement, all of that, God still delivered Peter from that prison God is our deliverer, and Christ is our deliverer. Give the Lord a great hand clap. Hallelujah. Would you do that? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man, y'all listening good today. Y'all doing okay? Yeah, man. You're just really listening well, and I just bless you today. Um, I can give you some really encouraging uh, news right now. I'm at about 60% of my message, I'm already 60%. I'm, not even at the half, I'm past the halfway mark. So just wanted to give you faith to keep on going. <laughs> now, we talked about this great story, and there'd be many more. But let, let's just take a look right now in a way of kind of just informing ourselves. What does Christ deliver us from? Well, let me just give you these. These are pretty easy to write down, but what does Christ deliver us from since we're talking, again, the operative word this morning is Christ our deliverer. First of all, Christ delivers us from sickness. Say it with me this morning, sickness. Jesus could heal all manner of sickness and disease. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In fact, John said at the end of his book, he said, man, there are so many things that Jesus did, I suppose that all of the libraries in the world could not record all of the miracles and all of the people that were healed, all of these things that Jesus did. Jesus is our healer and he can heal us from sickness. In fact, the Bible says this, at sunset the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness and he laid his hands on each one and he healed them God, or Jesus healed all kinds of sickness and disease. If you believe that that's true, amen. So Jesus has the ability to heal us from sickness. I remember, let me just demonstrate this this way this morning, and and God bless you because you'll help me with this. How many of you in your Christian walk right now in this journey that we call our walk with the Lord, how many know without a doubt that somewhere along the line Jesus delivered you from sickness, amen, that he healed your body of sickness? And would you kind of wave it and just kind of wave it to the Lord and say, thank you so much, Lord God. I remember when I was a kid uh, growing up in North Dakota, and uh, my dad got ulcers back in the day. It was back in the dark ages of the 1960s, all right? Not many of you remember that, but there was a decade called the 60s. And, uh, and anyway, my dad got ulcers, and they took out two-thirds of his stomach, and then they, uh, uh, and, and part of his intestine. Uh, they, couldn't re- they didn't have all that we have today, but he was so sick. And then they gave him a blood transfusion because he lost so much blood from his bleeding ulcers only to get... Um, uh, meningi- uh, meningitis no uh, no hepatitis he got hepatitis in the hospital, so from a from a, a bad transfusion, so you got hepatitis and you're, you got two thirds of your stomach gone. How many with me it was a bad day, you know what i 'm saying it 's a, a bad day, and he was so sick, so dire sick that he he told me this later, I never forgot it. He said, I was looking out the window of this little hospital in Jamestown, North Dakota. I looked out the hospital, and as I looked out from that upper room, he said, I saw a hearse backing up to the hospital. And then he said, I knew that hearse was for me. That's how sick he was. And yet... We prayed for Dad, and Dad was healed by the Lord, preached many more years, and lived all the way from his 30s at that time all the way to his mid-80s. Thank you, Lord God. He delivered him from that in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Number one, Christ delivers us from sickness. Number two, Christ delivers us from demons. If angels are real, demons are just as real. And Jesus has power over demons, and you don't have to be afraid of a demon. You just take authority over them. "'Don't interview a demon. "'A demon will just lie to you. "'If his mouth moves, he's lying. "'Just cast him out.' "'And Jesus said to the demon, "'Be quiet.' "'Jesus said sternly, "'Come out of him.' "'And the demon uh, threw the man down "'before them all "'and came out without injuring him. "'So he was delivered from this demon "'without being injured.' this is just one demon, but there's another story in the Bible that you know about where one person was filled with a thousand demons. He was called Legion. It was called Legion, but God, whether it's one demon or a thousand demons, God has power to deliver every person from demons in the name of Jesus. By the way, these movies that are coming out today, there's, have you noticed that there's been a lot more demonic movies coming out where they're actually dealing with demons? And this has gone on for years, but there's more of a proliferation of it right now. And they're in the movie houses all over and people are just, by the way everybody, don't go to those kinds of movies. Um, You got enough problems without importing demons into your spirit. Don't watch the demonic movies. Don't watch the demonic uh, videos at home. I'm telling you, you're opening a gate. And when I go to, when I've been waiting for a a movie to start, sometimes they'll have these uh, preliminary uh, these uh, Previews—they call them. That's a big word. I couldn't remember it. Previews, and 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 you watch the previews, and there one comes up on this demonic thing coming up. Man, I'll tell you what. When I see that happen, I put my hands over my thing, and I put my ears like this, and I just completely shut it out because I don't want any gateway through my ears or for my eyes to have anything to do with demons. I got enough trouble already without adding a few more. Can can I get a witness here this morning? But if you have a demon, Christ will deliver you from it in the name of Jesus. Number three, Christ delivers us from the storms of life. And everyone, we're in a storm right now called life. And it's been a storm, but I'll tell you what, when things get really, really wacky and sideways, here Christ comes out on the water. He'll rebuke the wind, and he says to the waves, peace, be still, and I'll tell you what, the wind will die down, and it was completely calm. That's the kind of Christ that we serve right now that can bring calm to the storm in our life. And I'll tell you what, just as quickly as the storm came into your life, Jesus can still the storm. He says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Thank God for all that he's done, and, and, and he says, tell him what you need, but he says this, if you'll do this, you're going to have the peace of God that passes all understanding that will rule in your heart. And I'll tell you what, you know when the peace comes, because all that storm, all sudden, shoo, just like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I live and you live in the same kind of zone, man, where we're, we got all this stuff coming at us from the world and lots of times it gives you anxiety or gives you fear or whatever and it's kind of overwhelming. But I'll tell you what, if you'll be in Christ, you get in that place with Christ. Just a few days ago, I was like, man, I just feel so calm right now. There's no, there's no uh, really um, reason for it except that I'm in Christ right now and I just said, thank you, Lord, God. The world's a mess, but I'm not messed up on the inside. And the only reason why is because of his peace. So Christ delivers us from the storms of life and aren't you glad that he does, amen? Too many good things to say. If you're in the middle of the storm, Christ will come out walking on the water right to you in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Now, uh, Christ delivers us from slavery, number four, the, delivers from the slavery of sin. And Jesus said this, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And usually the enemy starts out in a small kind of innocent way, but he wants to bind you in your own chains and make you a slave to sin. But Jesus will set you free from every bondage. We used to sing a song, Jesus breaks every fetter and he sets me free. I will shout hallelujah because he sets me free. And a lot of the preaching we used to do as a kid, for it was deliverance preaching because people needed to be set free from every fetter. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Hallelujah. Sin, watch this everyone, sin makes us slaves. But Christ is able to deliver you from from the slavery of sin. He really will. You know, I can't remember that quote. I, I wish I had written down. But sin will take you farther than you want to go and cost you more than you want to pay. Stay away from sin. Say, God, I want to be delivered from sin, and he'll deliver you from what? The slavery of sin in the name of Jesus. Number five, Christ delivers us from temptation and the evil one. Have you ever noticed that the devil tries to tempt you? And that's why Jesus taught us to pray and lead us not into temptation, but what? Here's the word, deliver us from the evil one. Say it with me this morning. Deliver us from the evil one. Hey, everyone, look at me right now. Every day that I go out to walk and pray, and I, I walk and pray... Uh, six days a week but this part of the prayer i say lord let me not be led into temptation but deliver me from the evil one that part of the prayer is really a prayer of deliverance how many know that every day you need to say god i want to be delivered from the evil one because the enemy has a plan for your life but let me give you better news god has a better plan for your life say god i'm not going the enemy's way i'm going your way deliver me from the hand of the enemy in the name of jesus He'll make a way of escape for you. Too much other stuff to preach there. I'll, I'll just keep on going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number six, Christ delivers us from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. That sounds like a big mouse, mouthful, but it's the word of God. Christ delivers us from the snare of the fowler. A fowler is something is someone that wants to trip you up and also tie you up and 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 trap you and hunt you that's the devil and he'll and 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 god says i'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence watch this surely he will deliver you from the snare of the follower that's one who hunts and traps that's the devil and from the perilous or the terrifying pestilence and the pestilence say it with me this morning pestilence that word pestilence, man, it was so cool when I, we're, we're, by the way, we're living in Psalm 91 right now under the protection of God, amen? But that word pestilence has to do with deadly plagues or epidemics or pandemics. God saw this coming. It's been going on for years and years and years. And about every 100 years, you get a major pandemic. We've never, you've never experienced this because this is unprecedented for anyone that's, you know, uh, less than 100 years old because you've never gone through a pandemic before. We're working this out in real time right now. But God says this, I'm going to deliver you from the hand of the enemy and I'm going to save you from deadly plagues, the epidemic and the pandemic. He's the one that delivers us from that. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from every deadly pestilence. Man, that is good shouting time right now. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise for that. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, I'm I'm two way here now. Christ delivers us, number seven, from danger. I'm talking about what does he deliver us from? Now, if you, you talk about being in danger, and we've all had danger in our life, and we all think that we've experienced danger, but probably not if we paralleled our life with the Apostle Paul. He had all kinds of danger. I'm talking about shipwrecks, being thrown outside of a city, stoned and left for dead, and, 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 and then he was bit by a viper, and all of these things whipped many times over and over. You talk about, if you ever get discouraged about your life, just read about Paul and, and, and see what Paul went through. But here's what Paul wrote this, and hang with me because this is so good. He says, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure. Have you ever felt under great pressure? Far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life even itself. There are times, everyone, here this morning... There are times that you can have just regular troubles, but there's sometimes you'll have trouble that makes you even despair of life itself. He said, that's the kind of trouble we had. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Let me tell you something here this morning, everyone. You might feel weak this morning, but in your weakness, God is going to be made strong. You might feel like, man, I feel down. I don't, even feel, I don't even have the will to live. But he says, this is happening right now that you might not rely on yourself, but that you might rely on God. I, I'm getting this right now. Just say less self-reliance and more God-reliance. Can I get a witness here this morning? And he said, we'd receive the sentence of death. And I want you to think about that this morning right now. Paul said, we'd receive the sentence of death. This is really a picture of the world that we live in today, isn't it? It's really—it's as if we've received the sentence of death. I mean, thats we're living in that right now in real time. And Paul says it's as if we received. He didn't say we died, but it's as if we received the sentence of death. Now, this is what we've been going through for the last couple of years. If I was making this into a movie series, it would start out this way. COVID-19, the movie. Number one. Made it through that one. Here's the sequel. The sequel is The Vaccination. Then, after the vaccination movie, the third one in the series is called um, The Variant. <laughs> now, we went right from the COVID to the vaccine to the variant, trying to figure that out navigate. and navigate if they're going to make a, another movie to be called The Mask. <laughs> <laughs> to mask or not to mask? That is the question. <laughs> anyway, You've got all of these things going on, and, and honestly, it wears down the soul. It, 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 you walk through the mall, you, you do your thing, but it, there's also a part of you that has a little bit of fear coming your way. Am I right or am I right? I'm saying it's like, you know, it's just not the normal setup. I, I, I'm tired of not being normal right now, and I don't like the new normal. I mean, I want the old normal back, and now it's the new normal. And it gets to be wearing, but watch this. In the middle of this mess that we're in, let me give you some good news here this morning. Second Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, this is how he ends it. He has delivered us from such deadly peril. He will deliver us again, and on him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver. What I'm trying to say here this morning, everyone, Christ has you covered past, present, and future. Let me just prove it here this morning. How many of you are here with me this morning? You say, Christ has delivered me, amen. Amen. Christ is delivering me, amen. And Christ will deliver me. I'm covered past, present, and future because I'm in Christ. Woo! Come on, everybody. Shout like you mean it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! As you help us by your prayers, in other words, keep on praying, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor. In other words, keep on praying, and and your prayers are going to be an answer of the prayers of many. Hallelujah. But Christ has you covered. And the last thing here this morning, uh, point 8, is this one. Christ delivers us from the fear of death. Hallelujah. Praise God. I used to be really afraid of dying. Um, I was, I was uh, but the more you know Christ, you know that death is the final enemy that's going to be destroyed. You don't have to worry. I'll tell you what, even if you did die, you're going to go on to something better. Praise God. Because in Christ, he, he, he's got a better future for us. But I don't want to die yet. Nobody wants to die yet. But I'm telling you what, Christ delivers us from the fear of death. And the Bible says this, when Jesus died on the cross, he broke the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and freed those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. I've been one of those, had terrible fear of death, dark buildings, going, all that kind of stuff. But as I've known Christ, I know that Christ has power over death, hell, and the grave, hallelujah. And he's delivered me from the fear of death. Praise the Lord. probably has something to do with being 65, too. I don't know. Think about it. Um, But here's, uh, uh, by the way, being 65, I can't help it. It just happened. I don't know what to do about it. It just happened. I have no idea. I'm still wrestling with it. Don't know what to do about it. I'm just going to keep on living, keep on learning, keep on going. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, amen. And uh, I say that for all of you 30-somethings looking at me, you're so lucky, you're so blessed, but you will get here in a fraction of a minute, you know, just boom, 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 boom. And here you are like me, <laughs> young and good-looking. Can I get a witness? Amen. No, no, I'm, that, that was terrible. That was terrible. But I will say this, you know, 60s the new, uh, I feel young, I don't feel good-looking, but I feel young. And uh, anyway, okay. All right, now, anyone that was offended by that, what I just said. Let it go. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter, right? You know why? Because I don't care. I'm 65. I say whatever. Who cares? What are they going to do? They're just going to throw me out? Yeah. Who cares? I offended a couple of people this morning. Big deal. <laughs> Don Rickles made a life out of that. I know. Yeah. Okay, no. Okay. I'm only kidding. Um, so, uh, God has you covered. The fear of death. Oh, I, I, was ta- I talked to a a lady several years ago um, her name's Maria and she passed away but I was with her the week before she passed away I was, I was with her many times on, on the track and, and she was fighting a disease and I sat by her bedside right over here in Elk Grove just a few few blocks away you know and I said, Maria, are you scared right now? I mean, and I was a younger pastor, you know, by like 10 or 15 years, but are you scared at all? She goes, no, I'm not scared at all, Pastor Perry. I just know that when I'm finished here, I, I start a brand new life w- with the Lord in heaven. You know, in other words, so in, in other words, I'm not gonna have any fail in this at all. is I'm gonna go from one, One life to a better life. And she says, I'm not afraid at all. And I'm just saying this. In your life, you don't have to walk and live in fear. You can have faith in God. But God will deliver you from the fear of death because we know that death is the final enemy that's going to be destroyed forever. Hallelujah. And we're in good hands with God. Can I get a witness? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Okay. All right. Hey, everyone. Here's what we've done. I talked about Christ, our deliverer. And we talked about all of the ways that he delivers us. In other words, there's so many ways I can't even share. I only took one story from the books of Acts 12, and we saw how Peter was delivered from Herod and the expectation of the Jews and how that miraculous story. We just talked about a psalm uh, we, we just talked about um, the ways how, how we are delivered, all right? And I shared what, what, Christ, uh, what Christ delivers us from, and we talked about eight things that Christ delivers us from, and there's more than this. So I've really, this morning, I've preached you know i've given you plenty of scripture and plenty to go on and p- plenty to go on and, and 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 so i've done all of that already and i could just say let's just pray and let's just go but please just give me um, 3 3 more minutes 4 more minutes and then i'll be done here this morning all right i just want to give you one more thing and it has relates to deliverance but it's psalm 18 and it's a psalm of deliverance and this as i was studying this just came into my uh, my pathway, and it's one that, a psalm that I love so much. But this is David writing. He'd been chased around by Saul. He'd been delivered from the hand of his enemies and the hand of King Saul. He could have been dead so many times, but he was delivered by God. And here's what he wrote in this psalm, and then we'll end on this, all right? He says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. Hallelujah. How many of you love the Lord? Amen. And he says this, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer. Say it with me this morning. My rock, my fortress, my Deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I love this right here. I will call upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. I'll be delivered and rescued from my enemies." And then he says this, in my distress. You ever had any distress? Yes, we do. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even before his ears. Hallelujah. Let me just say this morning, God sees you when you're in trouble, but an idol will never see you. God hears you when you're in trouble, but an idol will never hear you. God speaks to you when you're in trouble, but an idol will never speak to you. God rushes towards you when you're in trouble but an idol will never do that because they don't have legs that even work. You understand what I'm saying? So he says, in my distress I called upon the Lord and he heard me. And then he said, he sent from above and he took me and he drew me out of many waters. And you've seen people that have been fallen into the water and they're going to drown, they're going to perish, but a helicopter comes out and then just throws a line down for them. Christ has a lifeline for you. He says he sent from above, he took me and he drew me out of many waters. Look at verse 17. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. You might feel outnumbered, down for the count. I'm a dead man for sure. But I'll tell you, with God, God will deliver you. He delivered me from my strong enemy. And let me tell you here this morning, a lot of you are not just going through enemies. You're going against strong enemies. Strong enemies that can take you down. But God will deliver you from every strong enemy. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. Say with me this morning, the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. In other words, he takes you up from the water. He takes you up from, the, from that ocean and brings you out and puts you in a broad place so you can stand. And I'll tell you why. He, the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. Now watch this, and I love this. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Woo! He delivered me because he delighted in me. And I want you to write in your notes, the Lord will deliver you because he delights in you. Let me just say something about, to you this morning, everyone. God not only likes you, God loves you. You're the apple of his eye. He's watching over you just like a hen would watch over her chicks. And he says, let someone just try to pluck you out of my hand and see what happens in the name of Jesus. Woo! God loves you. God likes you and God loves you both. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I have a, I have a, a little dog. Uh, and the dog's name is Macy. And, and, and she's a, a little five-pounder. But, man, I really like that dog. And I kind of love that dog. And she's 15 years now. She's been with us, 15 years. But I look back at all of the times that little dog, you know, how I pick her up. At, but I've, I've saved her so many times from, you know, danger running out into the street, running in front of the wrong pit bull, whatever it might be, you know what I'm saying? And then I'll just pick her up just like this, right? And I want to just say, why do I do that for that dog? Because I, I, I like that dog. Um, I deliver that dog because I delight in that dog. Now, we're not dogs. We're sheep, the sheep of his pasture. But the same way, God... Jesus will leave the 90 and 9. If you're the only one missing, he will go out into the thicket, into the cleft of the rock, and he will pick you up. Why why will he deliver you? He'll deliver you because he delights in you. And so God loves you. He delights in you, and he will deliver you. So we end it this way. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, liberty to those who are bruised. And the word says, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If you're blessed by the message today, would you give the Lord a great hand clap for just speaking to us? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Stand with me and let me pray a blessing over you right now. But first, I want to just pray for you just for uh, deliverance. I want to just pray this morning for deliverance in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was just so blessed by that message, and, and I knew that it would be a blessing to all of us. I just thank you, Lord God, that Christ is our deliverer. Thank you, Lord God. Just give you praise today, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I want to just ask this morning, if you're standing here today and you say, Pastor Barry, I'm going through some things in my life that I just need deliverance from. It could be anything, but you know what is kind of holding you back. You know what the iron gate is in your life. You know what that is. Um, Lots of times it's what's going on in our thought life, and lots of times it can be uh, delivered from anger. It can be delivered from hatred. And delivered from a conflict, delivered from a lack, uh, delivered from an addiction, whatever it might be. Uh, but Christ is here this morning to deliver you. And I want to just pray for you this morning that the Lord, our deliverer, Christ our deliverer, will deliver you today in the mighty name of Jesus. So I want to just ask you here this morning all across the auditorium if you say Pastor Perry I've got a need in my life. I I mean I know what it is I don't even have to think about it. I just need deliverance from it. I'm not going to call you forward this morning but I do want to ask you just to very quickly if you say I need that kind of a prayer of deliverance um, I want to just ask you just to lift your hand up all, all across this auditorium right now. Just lift your hand up all over the place in the name of Jesus. There's so many of us and uh, now I'm going to ask everyone in this place to lift up both your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Whether you lifted your hands or not, we, there is, there is, each one of us has some area in our life that we need some kind of deliverance from. And Lord, we just right now, we lift up our hands to you, Lord. We thank you right now that you are strong and mighty. Lord, we thank you that nothing is too difficult, that you are a mighty God. We serve a mighty God who can answer us, Lord, in mighty ways. Even when the enemy seems to be coming against us with his greatest strength, even when we have no power over the enemy, Lord, I thank you right now that in our weakness, you will be made strong. And God, that you will deliver your people from the hand of the enemy again. And we just give you praise right now in the mighty name of Jesus. So Lord God, I just, I just speak right now, deliverance right now. Deliverance over every person that is held captive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I just speak that over you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to ask you just to pray this prayer with me right now. We pray, Lord Jesus, today I cast every care on you, I know that you care for me. And I ask you right now to let me be set free and let me be delivered from the hand of the enemy. And I just prayed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that when you set somebody free, they are free indeed. And I ask you right now, Lord, to set me free. Let me walk in your freedom and your, liber- your liberty. And, and just say right now, you are my deliverer. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to just say this here this morning. Don't wait for another day to go by. Uh, You know, sometimes we come to church, got the message, I'll work on that. But I want to just say here this morning, that could be a mistake for you right now. Today is the day of salvation. But let me just say this as it pertains to this message. Today is the day of your deliverance if you'll receive it. In the name of Jesus. It's the day of your deliverance if you'll receive it. And say, God, it's not my power anyway. It's your power. And I receive your deliverance over me today in the name of Jesus. Why should we wait for the devil to have a playground the coming week or the coming months? Why should we negotiate that out with the devil? Christ is here right now with the power to deliver you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So Lord God, we lift our hands to you right now and we receive your deliverance for us today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. In this moment, thank you, Lord God. Let your people, Lord God, be free of addiction right now. Let your people be free of the wrong thought patterns right now. Let your people be free of disease in the name of Jesus. Let your people be set free, Lord God, of anything, Lord God, that is binding them and holding them back. And I just pray it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I bless your name today, Lord God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. I want to just ask you all across this auditorium this morning right now, just begin to lift up a chorus of praise before the Lord. Would you do that, Lord? We just bless you. We worship you. We bless you, Lord God, hallelujah. We give you thanks, Lord God, for what you're doing, what you've done. Thank you, Lord God, hallelujah. We bless you today, Lord God. Hallelujah. Lord, we we worship you today, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. We bless you today, Lord God. We worship you today, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Now, here's, here's, here's what I want you to see. In this whole thing that we're doing with church right now, we're kind of doing it in real time, and what can we do, and can we call people for it? My whole thing is I always like to call people for it, and we'll start doing that down the road and everything, but here's what I want you to see right now is that God is here in this place right now. He's the one that sends from above he's the one that reaches down for you and and we used to sing an old song when I was a little kid I got all these things in me because I've just lived all the, you know all those good decades but when he reached down his hand for me I was lost and undone without Jesus and his son but then he reached down his hand for me and we say we have songs about taking the hand of the Lord so I want to just tell you right now in this moment God is reaching his hand down for you and all you need to do is just reach back up to him just do it like that just do it like that say God I reach out to you right now Lord take my hand Lord God help me to stand and let me be delivered Lord God in the name of Jesus hallelujah will you do that right now just tend it reach up to the Lord hallelujah thank you Lord God we reach up to you Lord God we bless your holy name Lord God hallelujah thank you Lord God just say it with me right now deliver me Lord God from the hand of the enemy deliver me Lord God Hallelujah, from the hand of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) the lord praise this morning hallelujah (laughs) hallelujah and that was good that reminded me of something if you can see this kind of in a spiritual realm we're talking about walking with jesus but the closer you are to jesus how many know the best defense you've got against the enemy and all of his traps the snare of the fowler as long as you're walking alongside jesus Years ago, they had a movie called My Bodyguard. And uh, anyway, if you can preach, if you can do this, how many know that God watches over you? It's like you've got your own built-in bodyguard. The help of the Holy Spirit, Christ himself, our deliverer. But it just occurred to me uh, while Retha was talking there that the closer you walk with Jesus, if you walk with Jesus, there's your best defense against all of the attacks of the enemy. And yet whenever you need to be delivered whenever you find yourself because remember Paul needed to be delivered he was walking pretty close to to, to Christ right he had all these things going on but Christ was his deliverer every time so Christ is our deliverer now uh, I want you to see this too say it with me right now he has delivered me he is delivering me and he will deliver me in the name of Jesus now give the Lord a great hand clap of praise because that's how it works In the name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah let me just pray a a blessing over you right now father in heaven i pray for your blessing over your people today in the name of jesus god i thank you right now that we walk in freedom and we walk in deliverance because of you christ is our deliverer and we give you praise today lord god so lord i just pray lord god that you'll watch over your people lord in these tough times that we walk through, in these trying times, in these times that wear and war against the spirit, God I thank you right now that you are lifting us up the new heights in you. So I, I just pray right now Lord for your mercy, your grace, your encouragement, your provision and your healing over your people right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord God and I bless you Lord God. So if you receive that blessing from the Lord, give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Much more to come because God is with us. Love you so much. Have a great week and walk with the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.